The ABC's word wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rolly Sussex. It's that time of day, the ABC's word wizard, Rolly Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here, willing and able to talk to you about words, language and linguistics. one 612 is the number that you can call. That's one 612 And you can now cow. Or is that not really a spoonerism, Rolly? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ken. Well, Spoonerisms are named after a real person. He was the Reverend W.A. Spooner. He was warden of New College, Oxford, and he died in 1930. And it would be rather nice to die having established a new genre of language play in your life. And that's what he did. Um, the, the Spoonerism has um, a rule which goes like this. You swap letters or syllables with an upcoming word so that you you end up with something which is occasionally English and sometimes it's almost English and sometimes really quite funny. So Spooner himself was supposed to have said, never before have I addressed so many tons of soil, meaning sons of toil. Uh. Right? And you, you want to sort of think a little bit about this, what's been swapped and how far has it been swapped over? Because sometimes you swap one letter, tons of soil, sons of toil. Sometimes you swap a whole syllable. So the Lord is a shoving leopard rather than a loving shepherd. shepherd. Uh -huh. right. And this thing is particularly English. The French have tried to imitate it. There's a, a satirical magazine there called Le Canard Enchaîné, the chained up duck. Uh, but they're about the only other place that do, does Spoonerisms, as far as I know. Now, Spooner himself said that the only one he really produced was the Kinkering Kongs Their Titles Take, which is meant to be the Conquering Kings Their Titles Take. It's a, it's a title of a hymn. But uh, his colleagues quickly got on the ball and thought they could, they could do these things too. So three cheers for our queer old Dean meaning our dear old Queen, a reference to Queen Victoria. Um, is it customary to cuss the bride? As in, is it customary to kiss the bride? <laughs> and a well-boiled icicle is a well-oiled bicycle. Well, well done. Yeah. Uh, on the Queen, I had read once, and Rolly, you probably may be able to confirm or deny that this is mm. true, but that Queen Victoria once said in a speech, I have in my bosom a half-warmed fish, <laughs> believed to be then half-formed wish. Did, did, have you heard that one? Do you I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard it. It may be apocryphal. Um, the trouble is that some of these sound so good they probably aren't true. <laughs> but, you know, from Iceland's greasy mountains, this is from Greenland's icy mountains, that one's quite complicated. You've got to work out how the bits fit together. Um, uh, he suffered a blushing crow which was a crushing blow. And Spooner himself is supposed to have said, someone is occupying my pie rather than occupying my pew in the, in the church. Uh, someone was a nosy little cook instead of a cosy little nook. And uh, they had a bad salad instead of a sad ballad. <laughs> Well, not for wanting, uh, for lack of trying, no lack of uh, pies. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, nice, Shelby yes. had here, Rolly. Uh, yeah. In fact, we uh, we couldn't possibly describe ourselves as being mean as custard for spoonerisms because they are a lot of fun. Uh, if you've got a dazzling spoonerism that you'd like to use to impress the pants off Professor Rolly Sussex, call now one three hundred triple two six twelve. Or if you've got a question about languages and linguistics for Rolly, one three hundred triple two six twelve. Wordplay is it still emphasised? You know, to any degree, really, in schools today, Rolly, to what you know degree I, does it form a part I of our enjoyment of language? I don't think so. Mm. Um, and the same applies really to nursery rhymes and to skipping rhymes and to all those things that children used to have before they had electronic entertainment. They had to make their own fun. And uh, I've got a lovely book, which we might talk about next week, maybe possibly even this week. It's called Cinderella Dressed in Yellow. Uh, a collection of skipping rhymes and other things. Went to the ball to meet her fella. I remember That's that one. That's the one. Uh, but That's the one. Can I ask you, Rolly, we've, we've, we're about to get calls in a moment. We've got lots of people who are really keen to talk to you. But on a technical point, what is what is the difference between a spoonerism mm -hmm. and a malapropism or malapropism? Okay, malapropism is just a misuse of something. And it's named after a lady called Mrs. Malaprop in a play called The Rivals by a playwright called Sheridan in the 18th century. Now, Mrs. Malaprop had uh, aspirations to appear very learned, and so she tended to use long words and get them wrong. So it was just misusing a word rather than doing a clever play on bits of words. And so Malapropos mal is French, and it means uh, um, not appropriate. And Mrs. Malaprop, while thinking she was appearing like a very cultured lady, uh, made an absolute fool of herself all the time. Blimey, I kind of relate to Mrs. Malaprop, I've got to tell you. But anyhow, we, we all do. We all do. we all do. None's perfect. Uh, Professor Rolly Sussex, your guest on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. It's a quarter to two. Uh, ready as a stock is Michael at Durack. Michael, you've got a spoonerism for the professor. Go ahead. Uh, look, I've got heaps of them, so I'll restrict myself. I learned about them in primary school and in the 1960s, and I've loved them ever since. The first one I can recall doing myself was writing a letter home from boarding school uh, to my parents, and I addressed the letter, Dear Dumb and Mad. <laughs> and I'm glad they had a sense of humour and they knew what a spoonerism was. Good on them. Uh, there's a couple of um, relevant wedding ones which <clears throat> are a bit applicable. Wally Headlock and moly hatrimony. <laughs> I also like spoonerisms that make sense both ways. Uh, and a simple example would be reading about the Monday sale in the Sunday Mail. Uh, oh, yes. Or, <clears throat> excuse me, another one, earning the midnight boil. If I stay up too late and I get a skin condition, that's earning the midnight boil. Okay. Uh, two weather ones that I've actually heard on the radio where... Frogs and fosts were expected, <laughs> and yeah. another occasion, the uh, meteorologist predicted shattered scours, <laughs> uh, which my friend from the dairy farm was quite amused by. Yeah. Uh, I also like Cold Ghost as the place name, and I once had somebody uh, described as a shining wit. Thank and, you, that'll uh, do, yes. Yep, that's it, and uh, I'll finish on the note that it is extremely easy to say very rude words when you spoonerise regularly. Yes. And if I uh, spoonerise quite a lot, 
sooner or later I'm bound to come out with something not very socially acceptable. <laughs> well, thank we'd, you. We'd better say goodbye to you quickly then. Thank you. Michael we, at Dirac, thank you very much. Yes, I, I, the, you, know, you might say that the groom was heading for the church to get married, but he had a problem with bat flattery. Yes. He had a flat battery. Uh, the bedding wells were known to be there. As oh, in yeah, wedding, wedding bells. bells. Yep. But he was a bit of a bowel feast, this man foul beast um, <laughs> and uh, when he got there he had a, a soul of ballad instead of a bowl of salad we had that one and uh, th there are hundreds and actually uh, Michael's right after a while you find yourself unwittingly doing these things now they're really important in linguistics because some people think that when think that when you speak it's like getting your words together like a string of rosary beads and just popping them out one by one but a spoonerism is like reaching ahead to what you haven't said, grabbing a, a, a letter or a syllable, popping it in the current word, and moving the stuff from your current word ahead to something you haven't got to yet. So obviously, when we're talking, and Michael will know this from his experience, we're actually processing chunks of language in our head so that we can move the bits around. And this is very important for the way in which we study how language is produced. You do ease my tears, Professor oh, Rowley Sussex. Oh, yes. Barry in Winton has a spoonerism for you. Barry, good day. Good day, good day. How's it going, Rolfer? Oh, thank you. Well, long time. Uh, you're very long time. It's uh, good to hear your voice again. Uh, okay, quick joke for you. Yeah. What's the difference between a magician's wand and a policeman's baton? Uh, do we want to know this? Go ahead, we can't stop you. One is used for cunning stunts. Thank you. <laughs> okay, right. Barry in Winton, Jane in Wynnum. Uh, g'day, Jane. Have you got a spoonerism as well this afternoon? Yes, I have. Um, one day I was walking through the supermarket and someone called over the uh, loudspeaker that they needed a staff member in one of the aisles with a bucket and moppet. <laughs> yeah, the trouble is, of course, that once you get into the into the way of doing these things, you find yourself producing them inadvertently, and uh, sometimes they, they, as you know, we we've heard they can be really quite embarrassing. Uh, so for dinner, I'm going to have keys and parrots. Peas and carrots. Yes. Got it. Yes, and uh, you really ought to be careful when you know your blows. No, you'll blow your nose, yes. That's right, okay. Because you might be, t might, might be telling a, a lack of pies. Pack of lies. Yes, Oh, yes. I'm loving this. this is We're great. off. We're off I'm and away. Running. Ten minutes to two. You're on ABC Radio Brisbane in Queensland. Professor Rolly Sussex is your guest. Focusing on wordplay, spoonerisms, the choice of the day. Thanks to Jane and Wynnum for yours. June in far north Queensland has one too. G'day, June. Oh, hello. How are you today? <laughs> Good, thank you. Go ahead. Um... Rolly, this is a riddle, um, a very old one in our family. Why did the butterfly flutter by? Ah, you're gone. That's very nice. Because she saw the dragonfly drink yeah. the flagon dry. Oh, oh, that's cute. Very subtle. Thank you. <laughs> that's been handed down to our kids, grandkids and great-grandkids. Good. Now, <laughs> by the way... Listeners, if you have children and grandchildren, get them onto this. It's a lovely way to develop language skills. And frankly, playing, in lang playing with language is good for your general literacy, I think.
It's wonderful. June, that was gorgeous. Thank you so much. David on the Sunshine Coast. Hello, David. Good afternoon, Kat, and good afternoon, Professor. So to you. Hey there. How are you? I'm very well. You mentioned children there. This one I have to credit my daughter, who was age 12 some four years ago, mm-hmm. who said, Daddy, the boy with the big nose is a smart fella. Oh, I can hear my brain trying to tick that over. The boy with the big nose is a... Smart fella. Yeah, all right. Oh, Thank you. Oh, okay. I got it. The penny just dropped. I you mean, better make it a quiet penny, Lat. <laughs> I may have indeed. Indeed. David, thank you. Uh, Mark, you've got one relating to uh, to beer, do you? Hello? Yes, I do. And it's a, a bit of a cleaner one than some of the previous ones. Um, <laughs> I heard a bloke when he was served his bottle in the pub say, a full bottle in front of me is better than a full frontal lobotomy. Lobotomy, oh. <laughs> Thank you. That is is quite, quite complicated, but very nice. Yes. That's excellent. Uh, mm. About five minutes to two, news at two o'clock. I'm Kat, Professor Ollie Sussex with you. Your Spoonerism's coming through. A couple of other questions to get to, if we can, before the news. Uh, to Barry in Shermside. Hello, Barry. Good afternoon. Uh, two brief questions. Firstly, uh, the term beggar's belief. Should it, mm. Shouldn't it be begs? Ah, right. Um, to beggar something means to reduce them to poverty. And uh, you can beg a question, and people often get that wrong. It means not just to put a question, but to assume the answer. Beggar's belief is an old, old phrase, and it means uh, takes belief down to the point where it's no longer worth very much. It's, this thing is, is so improbable that belief is no longer relevant. So it's quite a complicated story, but it should be bigger, yeah. Fair enough. Secondly, the origin of the term art union. Oh, art union. Uh, That's Australian. And um, it's got to do with... um, It's a a lottery which was uh, raising money for charity or public cause, and a work of art was the prize. So uh, it was a, a, a sort of a union activity with the artwork as a prize, and it goes... I'll have to look up the, the date of that one. It's quite interesting. But it's definitely Australia and New Zealand. All Thank right. You. Thank you very much, Barry. Peter is in Ipswich. G'day, Peter. Oh, good afternoon, guys. Uh, first of all, a quick spoonerism I'll throw in. One of my favourites one is the, the famous singer um, Shirley Bassey. That comes mm-hmm. out really well, I think. Burla Shaffy, of course. <laughs> Um, Unfair. Yeah, that's always been one of my favourites. But look, a quick question and a great annoyance of mine, and it's sneaking into media commentators as well as the average sports commentator, and that's where the word Australia, for example, is Australia. Mm. A-U-S-H instead of A-U-S. Yeah. Any idea how, how or why that's creeping in? Okay. Um, the, the trouble with Australia is that it's got S-T-R in the middle, and that's quite a complicated set of sounds to say. And sometimes we, we just make it Australia, um, which I'm, it, it's, it's, I think it's disrespectful to the country. People also say Australia or Australia, um, and you'd think that we could, we could um, do a little better than that. So Australia, um, because S-T-R, you know, string, if you're feeling a little bit drunk, I've got a lot of string here. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's how it happens. It's a kind of merging of sounds together. Can you please say it so I can practice? How, how do you say it, Rolly? Austra- a lot of string. 
No, no. Well, if you want, let's have a wine alphabet. Australia. 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 Yeah. Or if you want, Australia, four syllables, Australia, mm-hmm. three syllables, both mm-hmm. of those are fine. But I think the Australia thing kind of refers to a whole comment about, like, it's a, it's a, it's its own element of the zeitgeist, isn't it, though? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and not to be confused with the proper pronunciation of the word. Not yeah. at all. And okay. particularly in careful speech and in public speaking mm. and so on, you would expect our representatives, including our politicians, to utter the name of our country with proper respect. Thank you. And thank you, Peter. Excellent observation. Tony in Mackay, I think we've just got time to squeeze you in before we hit to the last word from the professor. Go ahead. Oh, good afternoon. Um, what a clarification on the word, the past tense of eight. Is there such a word as et? Yes. Et and eight are both are both perfectly legal and represent uh, represented in different sorts of English in different ways, but you can use either. There we have it. Et eight, wonderful. I'm hungry now. I have a, a recipe for um, microwaved corned beef to try this evening, Rolly, for tomorrow's yeah. taste testing. And we were t- talking earlier in the week about offal and tongue, and it led mm-hmm. to all sorts of interesting comments about the way in which our food has changed. It'd be great to do food language with you ah, at one point. Yeah. Okay, mm. you're on. Okay. I shall enjoy that. Deal. Excellent. Well, it's nearly time for the two o'clock news. Professor, your last word, please. This is a large spoonerism. You have hissed all my mystery lectures. You have tasted a whole worm. Wasted a whole term. Please leave Oxford on the next town drain. Down. <laughs> A pleasure and a privilege each and every week. Rolly, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thanks, Kat. Professor Rolly Sussex, OAM, uh, a word wizard and a total legend. I think you'll agree. You can find his work online pretty easily. You can find his podcast via the ABC Listen app. Just look for a word in your ear. Use his name as your key search term in your engine of choice. And don't forget to tune in to this program every Thursday just after half past one to have a word in the ear of Professor Rolly Sussex. On your radio and online. Anywhere, anywhere. Anytime. This is ABC Radio.